And now we go undercover to the Illinois Nazi Party weekly meeting. Yes, I would like to say a big thank you to all my little brown shirts out there. How's you all been good little Nazis this week? Yeah. How's you all been indoctrinated? Yeah. Or is it all going to hire the fat viewer? Yeah. Hire Pritzker. Hire Pritzker. Hire Pritzker. Hire Pritzker. Hire Pritzker. Hire Pritzker. Wonderful. And now we go to the drag show. Boogie! Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios on Cities 92.9. This is the El Donzo and D Show. You have insanity in my earpiece. And as always, I am El Donzo. I'm Dees. And wanted to give a shout out to everybody. Thanks for tuning in on this wonderful Saturday morning. Bloody Mary's in hand. Hopefully, I know I'm going to have one. You can also hit us up if you got anything you want to say or if you want to tell us to go pound sand on the uh, City's 92.9 text line at 309-451-9299. Dees, how was your week? Me, personally, my week was good. I'm a little, uh, how do I say it? Sick of reading what I've been reading. Let's just put it that way. While we're doing cheap plugs and before we get into all this uh, crap show here, facebook.com slash Ds. So drop us a line on the text line like uh, Donzo said there. And uh, then swing over to our Facebook page. Like us, share us, comment, whatever you want to uh, tell us. So Yeah, and you know what? Hey, we got to bring up our sponsor for the show, Seal. If you have sinking concrete slabs like driveways, patios, or sidewalks, give those guys a call at 309-275-6303, and they will pump their hot, thick polyurethane foam into those slabs until they start to yell. You know what else they do, Dees? <laughs> they will insulate any commercial or residential building with polyurethane spray foam insulation. So for all of your jacking and insulation needs, give them a call at 309 275 Six three zero three and virus seal. I, uh, I I see there's been a couple alterations to. Yeah, to you know you got to mix it up there. a little bit, Holy. man. It got your attention, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just threw that in there. You know, it's just one of those things you do. And and oh, by the way, my week was great. I thought I had strep throat a couple nights ago. Turns out I didn't make it to uh, trivia. So what happened with trivia? We've been telling the folks about trivia. What happened with trivia? Pure domination. As typically usual. Yeah, yeah. Now, just for the listeners even, out there. Even last week, we were still close to perfect. We were just, what, three points? I think we were three. Yeah. I think we were three uh, three questions off or whatever's three points, whatever it was. Uh, but but it was Tuesday night. You guys got, and I, I couldn't make it because I was sick. But you guys were like, what? One question off. We were perfect, perfect. Perfect through six rounds, and then we missed one of the six questions in the final round. I tell you, we're some fart sm- I mean, smart fellers. Uh, we are. Yeah. So anyway, you uh, weren't there. So I we, wasn't there. We I was, are. I was sick. No, I am too. Hey, damn it. I'm. <laughs> you, I'm in the group. You do okay. Come on, man. But no, I was. I was down pretty hard Tuesday. Took off work. I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to do the show. I went in there and I told the nurse, I'm like, hey, I got this going on. And they tested me for strep, didn't have strep. And uh, I said, hey, I got to do the show. So they loaded me up with prednisone and here I am. I think the voice sounds good. What do you think? Not bad. From not being able to talk to now talking out my uh, rear. So You do that anyway. I do. I do it. I do it. I do it. I'm guilty of it. So all the news, it is news and nothing but the news. We've got some big headlines and, and Dees and I were just arguing about these before we started the show. Uh, we have to hit it 
the Trump indictment. So have you been following this or have you been kind of laying low in the whole thing? Uh, to, yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's is what it is. It's it's all BS, but uh, it's a microcosm of everything that's wrong in this country. Because if you watch one side, i.e. CNN, MS10, BC, whatever, he's committed the worst crime in the history of America. And if you watch Fox and Gateway Pundit and all that other stuff, it's the biggest nothing burger in history. And I tend to agree that it's going to amount to a big nothing burger, but it just it's one of those things I just want it to get over with. But Yeah, so my thing is, with the big nothing burger, <laughs> everybody's come out. You know, you had, let's see if we can find it here, Geraldo Rivera. This is the headline. Geraldo Rivera rips unfair Trump indictment by Manhattan DA. He says this sucks. Now, Geraldo is not a big fan of Trump anymore. Uh, he actually tweeted after the indictment was first reported that it was judicial overreach and that NYT reporting former President Donald J. Trump has been indicted by Manhattan Grand Jury. A terrible idea. Unfair. I'm with Professor Alan Dershowitz right now who just told me this stretches criminal statutes beyond any plausible constitutional boundaries. Dershowitz has come out and said, there's no way this should make it to trial. And the problem is if it happens to make it to trial, the Manhattan uh, jury pool is going to be so biased towards Trump that he may not actually get out of it. Well, and that's what I was saying last week. There's, I, I don't see any way possible for a, a quote, fair trial by letter of the law to come out of this what were the what what was the actual criminal charge though nobody knows what that is because it wasn't in there when they unsealed the indictment there was no specific law this is all culminated they're, they're from calling it falsifying business records or something potential like potential misdemeanors that have that are beyond the statute of limitations alvin bragg is trying to tie them into being a felony and there's a lot of the stuff that happened in 2017. He is trying to say that they did to influence the election back in 2016. This isn't adding up. This is unprecedented. We never had a former president been indicted on criminal charges, let alone BS charges. No. Right? It's never happened. There's been a lot of stuff that we've known. I mean, we're I'm we're within nine years of the same age, mm -hmm. middle age. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of stuff happen. We went, hey, this guy's up to no good, but nothing ever happens from it. This is such a nothing burger for Alvin Bragg to hang his hat on this is just bewildering to me. And the fact that this has propped up his numbers and given him such a boost. Andrew Cuomo, okay, is even saying this is wrong. Mm. You even got these Democrats coming out here saying this because they know what's happening with it. You, you know, I think you said this too. All you got to do is stop talking about Trump. If they don't want Trump to win, stop talking about Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make him. Yes. All this is doing is building him up. And uh, let me see if I can't piss off some people. <clears throat> Try it. He did it. <laughs> I mean, I got no reason to believe that he didn't do it. He 1000% slept with Stormy Daniels. And he says he didn't. No, even Stormy Daniels said it didn't happen at first. And then. That's because that hush money she was trying well, to protect. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. But come on, he, he did that, and he probably did the same thing with the other one. He probably knew about it, but I'll give him at least a slight benefit of the doubt there. The thing is, 
I don't see any way that they can actually prove it without a, you know, completely biased jury doing what they shouldn't do anyway. But, you know, now that all that being said, I still don't think it's worth going through what they're trying to go through. I don't think it is either. Now, Stormy Daniels, uh, this is from uh, uh, Penn Live. Stormy Daniels was just ordered to pay 122000 in Trump legal bills for failed defamation suit. Uh this is in addition to, I think, the almost $500,000 he's already had to pay. So something legally here. Now, look, a non-disclosure agreement, which she signed by Michael Cohen had her do it. Michael Cohen made the payments. And then Trump made the payments to Michael Cohen. They're trying to say that because Trump made these payments to Michael Cohen, who initiated this and did this settlement, this NDA with Stormy Daniels, that that was in some way part of his campaign to make him look better for the campaign. If that's the case, they had somebody on Tucker Carlson. A haircut could be considered that then, abuse of uh, campaign finance. Yeah. And this never came out of ca campaign money. I think that's the big deal with this. Uh, so anyway, Daniels, who, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, alleges she had an affair with Trump in 2006 and was paid $130,000 as part of a nondisclosure agreement days before the 2016 presidential election. She sued him for defamation after he dismissed her claim of being threatened to keep quiet about the tryst as a total con job. A judge threw out the case in 2018. I got a big issue with this. Because we have Joe Biden right now. We're going to get into this in the next segment, too. But we have Joe Biden right now, Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, Hallie Biden. All these people who have profited off of business dealings in China and using the Biden name while Biden was vice president of the United States and nothing's happening. So now the big question is, does this set a precedent to go back to a former president and start indicting them for anything and having it? I don't see why it. It couldn't. I mean, I won't necessarily say it will, but let's be honest here. You can probably dig up charges as bad as what they've dug up on Trump on probably the last 10 or 15 presidents. I think you could dig up worse because what they've dug up on Trump, you got to remember something, Dees. This has been going on since 2016. They've been crawling up his butt trying to find something. This is the best thing they can come up yeah, with. Yeah, that's the sad part is, is like, you know, they have literally thrown the kitchen two, sink, two tons of crap at the wall. And this is the only thing so far that has stuck. Even if uh, it's sad, even Ron DeSantis uh, res responded to the Trump indictment, a quote. And now you have this Manhattan district attorney who his whole platform on how he got elected was that he was going to downgrade as many felonies as possible to misdemeanors. He was going to keep as many people out of jail, even habitual cr criminals, as much as possible. As part of, quote, criminal justice reform, he doesn't want to charge people with felonies, so now he turns around purely for political purposes and indicts a former president on misdemeanor offenses that they're straining to try to convert into felonies. He continued, the law has been weaponized for political purposes. These Soros-backed DAs, they are a menace to society. They are a menace to the rule of law. And he is absolutely right. And he is absolutely Wait, the Trump's biggest who, who, opposition. Uh, who, go ahead. Who's downgrading felonies to misdemeanors? Uh, Alvin Bragg. Oh, damn it. 
Yeah. I was hoping it was somebody local. No, 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 no. Like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I won't say it. Anyway, this is the Aldonzo and D Show. We will be right back here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, D's here from the Aldonzo and D Show, welcoming you to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash D's. Go on over, check us out, give us a like, a follow, a share, drop some comments, let us know what you think, and we also post links to all of our uh, shows, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, anywhere you uh, listen to your favorite podcast. Facebook.com slash D's. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, it's the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I am Eldonzo. I'm D. And we are, of course, going over the uh, Trump got a rain this week. Uh, if you remember last week, if you listened to last week's show, uh, the indictment had just come down, you know, within what was it, an hour before we started the show, I think it was. Yeah. Or some of the accident. Yeah. We it, weren't. It, it went official at like. 4 p.m. or so. And then we found time. out about it right before we started the show, yeah. and there was nothing, you know, that we could do. Uh, we could have talked about it. We did a little bit, but there we was didn't, nothing to, we didn't know anything. Yeah. Like, we didn't, all we knew was that they indicted him. They didn't even have a charge listed yet. We didn't know anything. But, you know, to kind of uh, recap uh, the last segment, still, we figured that I would, I would figure there'd be something bombshell in there that Alvin Bragg would have brought up that everybody's like, Oh my God, that puts a different twist on it. There was nothing. I mean, it was what everybody was afraid or hoping it was going to be, which is Alvin Bragg has nothing. Uh, in the last segment, we rehashed that it shouldn't go to trial. Uh, a lot of prominent legal experts don't think it will, but if it does, you got a Manhattan jury pool, which isn't going to be too good to Trump. The other issue you also have is uh, is Joe Biden and the White House, and they're not doing anything to stop this. So this kind of goes back. These and I were talking about this at the break. This kind of goes back to uh, when Joe Biden was asked last year about the uh, or, or he was asked about what was going on in Ukraine, Russia attacking Ukraine. He said he will put an end to the uh, Nord Stream pipeline. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And the gal said, well, wait a minute, that's that's Germany. How can you do this? I promise you we'll put an end to it. So this has just come out. This was in uh, this was done in November. This is Joe Biden. And this was after the uh, midterm elections. I'm going to play it for you. This was in November. This is what he said. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run. Uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. Now, Dee's made a good point. If that came out last Tuesday, that would be the shot heard around the world, wouldn't yeah. it? I mean, that would yeah. be a pretty big deal. But it's also a big deal because he's making these guarantees, just like he did with Nord Stream, that it ain't going to happen. And then you got Alvin Bragg comes out. Uh, let's say a couple more things about Alvin Bragg real quick. To, to be devil's advocate, well, we say that that was last year. It wasn't forever ago. It was just in November. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the midterm elections. Now, like I said, it, it when you know that, it sounds not quite as bad as, like I said, if he would have done it on Tuesday. I I still would be hard to be convinced that they are not in some way, shape, or form at least – informed of what's going on the Korean Jean-Pierre came out and said we found out about it through the news 
BS. Yeah, she's full of it. No you way. know, we all know she's full yeah. of it. Now, Alvin Bragg, you can pretty much walk uh, walk through New York City and just go up and shoot somebody, and Alvin Bragg will let you off the hook for it, which makes this even more confounding that he's got the Mozzi, the marbles, to go and do this. Here's a headline from Fox News. We're going to read it. Alvin Bragg's soft on crime policies scorched after Trump charges. Things have gotten progressively worse. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg fulfilled a major campaign's promise with his indictment of former President Donald Trump last Thursday, but the move raised larger questions about the safety of New York streets under his watch. Victim rights New York founder Jennifer Harrison slammed the activist DA for being completely incompetent as she joined Fox News Channel's Lawrence Jones across the country Saturday. She said from day one, Alvin Bragg announced he would not prosecute even the most violent of criminals. Almost immediately after he took office and distributed the now infamous Day One Memo, two police officers lost their lives. A 19-year-old girl was shot and killed while working at a Burger King in Harlem. He's downgraded 52% of felonies and only has about a 50% conviction rate. Well, that's good news for Don. <laughs> you, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I don't, I don't think he's going to get that. She said her victim advocacy group called for Bragg to be removed from office from the beginning, claiming members of her organization saw Bragg's soft-on-crime policies on the horizon, and since he took office in January 2022, things have gotten progressively worse. In Alvin Bragg's New York, you can literally get away with murder. Criminals are absolutely above the law. His excuse is discovery reform, a police he support, a policy he supports, by the way, and he doesn't have any resources to make sure New Yorkers don't get killed by taking very violent people off the streets. But he has the resources to prosecute a former president on charges that everyone else decided he couldn't be prosecuted for. Go ahead, D's. <clears throat> Why, in God's name, are DAs and judges, with the exception of the Supreme Court, elected officials? Wow. Here's an idea. How about you hire somebody who's, oh, I don't know, good at the job? Well, I mean, on the, you know, on the local level, I mean, I guess I, I get elections. I don't know. You I say don't. this thing about sheriffs. I don't. But here's the thing. Well, let's, let's go back in time. Uh, former Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance did not pursue this, and neither did the Justice Department. They saw no weight in it. But here's a guy that's getting 50% conviction rate for people murdering each other, carjackings, robberies, rapes, the whole nine yards, and they're going after him. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Like I said, the federal government couldn't find enough to do anything about it, so they didn't. And now this jack wagon is making this his, you know, white album. Well, yeah, I, I think he's African-American. Why does it always got to uh, be about color with you, Dees? You know, <laughs> I was struggling to come up with something, and that's the first thing that popped in my head. I did. Yeah. Well, you did a good job with that. As Larry the Cable got, Lord, I apologize. <laughs> You're done. So here's another one for you. Dees and I were talking about this uh, before we got into this segment. Far-right influencer convicted in voter suppression scheme. Now, Dees, you had a chance to read this. Mm -hmm. This one kind of flies low on the radar. Yeah. Before we get into it, you read it. What are your thoughts? Um, it's a huge overreach. Uh, I, I tend to agree with the fact that he was, that in his eyes when he was doing it, he wasn't 
1000% joking. It's pretty subjective though. Yeah, agreed. agreed. I mean, let's but in the back of his head, he 1000% was like if this, you know, if this works a little bit, that'll be cool. Well, in the back of his head would have been a bullet if he was well, tied yeah. to Hillary Clinton True. or any of the Clintons. Um, uh, but the fact that they're they're putting him in jail and trying to sentence him to 10 years, that is that's crazy. So let's go over the story Slap real quick. Slap on the wrist and a fine. I mean, even even if you really wanted to be a right. a, a son of a bitch about it, that's what you would do to yeah. him. So let's read a little bit of the story. New York, a self-styled far-right propagandist from Florida, was convicted Friday of charges alleging that he conspired to deprive individuals of their right to vote in the 2016 presidential campaign. Douglas Mackey, 33, of West Palm Beach, Florida, was convicted in Brooklyn federal court before Judge Ann M. Donnelly after a one-week trial. On the internet, he was known as Ricky Vaughn. Wild thing. Wow, yeah, wow, Rick Vaughn, yeah, 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 yeah. Major League, yeah. yeah. Uh, in 2016, Mackey had about 58,000 Twitter followers and was ranked by the MIT Media Lab as 107th most important influencer of the then-upcoming presidential election. Uh, he had described himself as an American nationalist who regularly retweeted Trump and promoted conspiracy theories about voter fraud by Democrats. So, do you know what really... In the uh, grand scheme of things, if they ranked him 107, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Yeah. But now, wait a minute. Let's take this into context. Uh, he was arrested He was arrested in January 2021. January 2021. Could face up to 10 years in prison. Okay, sentencing, sentencing is going to be on August 16th. What did Mr. Mackey do? Mr. Mackey tweeted out a meme that told people to skip the line, avoid the line, and text Hillary to a certain number to vote for her. And I think it was close to 5,000 people actually did it. So they got him on, yeah, it was right here. By Election Day 2016, at least 4,900 unique telephone numbers texted Hillary or something similar to a text number that was spread by multiple deceptive campaign images tweeted by Mackey and, oh, I like this, co-conspirators. If you saw that, and you were a Hillary supporter, would you? Okay, oh, this Dexter, uh, G Tennessee, come on now, tell me off to see Mister Wolby. No, I mean, if you have participated in an election in your, let's see, when this was twenty sixteen, yeah, right? pre pandemic. So yeah, no, the forty nine hundred people are stupid. That's not, I'm sorry. I will. The one thing that just dawned on me as somebody who has um. <clears throat> been through the system once or twice uh that's a great says, way of putting it it says could be sentenced up to 10 years now i will reserve judgment full judgment until he is sentenced and see what okay kind of precedent they set. because technically you could serve up to a year in jail agreed for speeding agreed so gotcha agreed Agreed. But wait a minute. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, the film 2000 Mules? No. Okay. So when you watch 2000 Mules, I watched it and it's worth the watch. You go in there and you see all these ballot stuffers doing these routes and it's pretty com And you, you think to yourself, there's no reason why you wouldn't investigate this. This is blatant. Something's going on here. Okay. It's a doc. Yeah. That's the doc. You watch it. You're like, holy, what the hell is going on? The fact that they're going after this guy who is just a media presence. 
that made some joke meme, which was obviously couldn't be taken that seriously. They're going after him and prosecuting him, but they're not doing any investigation into the 2020 ballot harvesting that resulted in one of the weirdest election outcomes, anomalies that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Kind of gets you thinking, doesn't it? A little bit. There's definitely a bias here in this country, and oh. it's yeah, it's getting freaky. And uh, speaking of getting freaky, Dee's and I are going to take a break. We'll be right back at you on Cities 92.9. I'm Eldonzo. And I am Dees. Am I starting this one? Yeah, go ahead. What have at it, Dees. Alright, let's uh let's get off of Donald Trump for a little while. Like Or as Stormy Sane Daniel oh. said, let's get off with Donald Trump for a little while. Yeah. I, <laughs> my money says she didn't. Yeah, well, she can join the rest of the women in the world. Right. Uh we are going to move to college basketball. Women's college basketball, the big story that wasn't Trump. Uh, this past week was well, I think the, there's bigger ones but go ahead <laughs> well yeah but there was a, a lot of uh, hub hub in the sports world about what happened between LSU and uh, Iowa in the NCAA tournament the national championship for women uh, Caitlin Clark uh, plays for Iowa has been pretty much unstoppable for uh, most of the tournament uh, I think she won their version of the Naismith award or what, maybe it's Maybe not Naismith. Anyway, player of the year, basically. And during one of the games, I believe it was in the Final Four where she was just dominating, she gave the old you-can't-see-me hand gesture, which if you're familiar at all with wrestling and John Cena, it's basically just an open hand that you wave in front of your face. It's just a little taunt. And then fast forward to a couple days later when they played the LSU Tigers in the national championship game. Uh, Caitlin Clark, I believe, fouled out uh, with like four or five minutes left in the game. Uh, there was a lot to talk about the officiating. But anyway, Angel Reese, who was the star player of the evening for LSU, uh, made it a point to do the same gesture directed at Caitlin Clark and then added her own little uh, touch to it by pointing the ring finger. And people. Oh, no, she didn't. Yeah. People lost their minds calling her a poor sport and initially when i first saw it i was like yeah that's pretty classless but then i thought you know what no the, the, the they just won the national championship do whatever you want to do yeah you just you beat the best player in all of women's college basketball show like, off a little bit yeah it, there's nothing wrong there's nothing you know taking pride in your win it's like the when they used remember the thing with spiking the football Oh, that's still and a thing, yeah. It, no, no, no. But the thing that came out, they were bad mouthing that because that was a show of well, it wasn't necessarily spiking the football, but what you're talking about is like end zone celebration. Yeah, the end zone they celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outlawed it for a while and stupid. Yeah, that's when the NFL earned their nickname, the No Fun League. Now they have since brought it back in, and you, the only thing you can't really do now is like you can't put on a two minute song and dance and use props. But they've gotten a little better about that. But the bottom line is, and this, in my opinion, 
boils down to an issue of race because Caitlin Clark is a white girl. Angel Reese is black. And I'm not saying that everybody that you, maybe you have a, a legit gripe about sportsmanship. Fine. Whatever. You want people to be good sports, beat them, <laughs> beat them in the game. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't look at it any different from a black woman or a white woman. And if I saw something that was people, you know, overtly being a poor sportsman, I don't look at color with that, but, but there are and I think most of the listeners do, don't either. Yeah. Yeah. There may be, there's yeah. a couple of twigs here and there with that. And then, uh, it went a little further when Jill Biden. Yeah. Dr. Jill. Yeah. She invited LSU who is the champion and Iowa because let's promote good sportsmanship. No, you want to go to the white house, win the title. Yeah, no, I agree. Be a winner. If you really, if you really want to go see Joe and Jill be a winner. And even, even Angel Reese basically said that it, it, it's a joke. Uh, Jill Biden said, I know we'll have the champions come to the White House. We always do. Who was at uh, the American Airlines Center in Dallas to witness the win. She said, so we hope LSU will come. But, you know, I'm going to tell Joe I think Iowa should come, too, because they played such a good game. Here's your participation medal. Exactly. They were right back You're to losers. that. You're losers. You're all losers. Go right back to that. And basically, Angel Reese, the LSU star, replied to the uh with a tweet that said a joke in other words no you're not stealing my thunder we won the natty iowa can sit their asses at home and get ready for the the corn planting season and and that is a microcosm of part of the reason where where we are is because of your little loser kid had to get a participation trophy yeah no that's that is the wussification of america right there well i'll tell you what let's Let's do this. Let's focus on a good story. We don't do really good stories here on the Eldonzo and D show. Do we do stories we can make fun of? And I we do, do good stories. stories. No, no, no. I mean, feel good <laughs> stories. Feel good stories. There's a farm in Pennsylvania, okay, that's doing this thing. It's called goat snuggling. These little baby goats, and you can snuggle them. And doesn't that, you know, people pay to snuggle what? and play with little baby goats? Oh, come on now. Let's just Let's just be confident in ourselves here. That sounds kind of cool, doesn't it? No. Where the hell did you get this? Goat smuggling. Farm snuggling. Smuggling. I, I have a goat. It's a bit, it's a goat with a bim. <laughs> no, goat snuggling. So anyway, sounds like a good story, right? Well, wait a minute. PETA has to step in. This is the headline. You can't oh, just snuggle Jesus. goats. Farm fins off extremists labeling goat snuggling businesses exploitation. Hold Atta- on. Let me take a bite of my cheeseburger. Yeah, right. Wash it down with some milk. Vegan extremists are taking aim at one Pennsylvania farmer over its supposed exploitive side hustle, which is goat snuggling. During an appearance on Varney & Co., Justin Steinmetz of the Steinmetz Family Farm in Fleetwood, Pennsylvania, issued a call for justice, arguing that he has faced an increase in personal attacks ever since sharing his story. Believe it or not, I've had a little more outlash, I think, because the news coverage has gone out and we've had a couple more like personal attacks on the farm in the last few days. He argued that because the Steinmetz family farm is using their goats for monetary gain, the extremists are labeling it as exploitation. Furthering his argument, Steinmetz snuggled two goats and jokingly said, yeah, this is just so horrible. Oh, look at him. We got a picture of the goat pulled up. Ah, come on, man. They're cute. He looks cool. They, They look cute. 
when host Stuart Varney asked, are the vegans still trying to shut you down because we put you on TV yesterday? Steinmetz replied, out of nowhere, yesterday I had the children and youth services come to my house worried for my children's safety because people are here snuggling the goats and we haven't vetted the people properly. So he's saying oh, that, they're, yeah. Uh, he added, it's pretty ridiculous. There are attacks coming from left and right. The Steinmetz family farm charges a mere $5 for its goat snuggling services. Customers are able to snuggle with the goats for an unlimited amount of time at a minimal cost. Uh, there are no bed or couch dances associated with that cost. That's going to be extra <laughs> if you live in Virginia. <laughs> so, of course, PETA's behind this. Uh, and I got to bring this up real quick. So, PETA's got a, a, a case of the red ass when... Somebody uses an animal for monetary gain. Yeah. $5 to snuggle some goats. I mean, your your girlfriend would love to do that, wouldn't she? Yeah, and if you tell her about it, I'll kill you. I'm going to call her right after the show. My wife would do it, and she'd make me fly her out there for it, okay? So I have two dogs and two cats. I get all the animal snuggles I need. I don't need so, it. So I got a question. What's better? What's better? Exploiting... An animal for its cuteness and making five bucks off somebody being able to snuggle it or, or killing barbecuing it. it or barbecuing it barbecuing it barbecue okay yeah, yeah okay maybe if we're hungry i get I don't it no i've never had goat though but i bet they're delicious so i've got a peter report here and i'm gonna get down in the middle of the column last year well this is from a couple years ago excuse me uh in 2016 shocking new figures from the center for consumer freedom revealed that 1411 cats and dogs died in virginia at the hands of PETA activists representing 71% of animals that went into its care. A 2010 inspection of animal custody records conducted also discovered that 84% of animals PETA saved were killed within 24 hours. Now, let's, Whoops. let's talk about financial exploitation. Uh, I got some figures here that show substantial war chest is fully stretched, just meeting a massive $10 million annual wages bill for PETA. So expensive consultants and salaries. This is for PETA. $28 million rent office and operating expenses for PETA. 5 million media and promotional 11 million donations to other non-government organizations, 2 million and other, which must be like uh, putting the animals down is 4 million. So they have a total expense of $50 million a year, and they're going after people that want to snuggle goats. Yeah, look, if you want to be vegan, fine. Do whatever you want to yeah, do. You're missing out, but hey, I, I support your choices. Uh, PETA can take the F train to Offsville. They're 100%. Yeah. 100%. They're a joke. They care about money. And we've had this conversation about all these woke and all this other stuff, and they really care about They don't care. They don't care if they could care less. They see dollar signs. Yeah. That's all they see. I bet they go home and have veal and lamb cutlets for dinner. P PETA belongs on the same bus with like the Susan G. Komen Foundation and all these other. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't think of Goodwill. Goodwill, I yeah. agree. And we're gonna and we're gonna touch drive that bus off a cliff. We're gonna finish this up a little bit with people stuffing their pockets right after the break. Here on the Eldonzo and D Show, we'll be right back. Yes, yes. Hey, 
this is the old Donzo and D show back on Cities 92.9 News and Talk of Bloomington Normal. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios, I am El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we've got some more news for you, but we want to clarify something from the last segment. Dees, go. Yeah, before people burn my house down, <clears throat> I mentioned the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. And the reason I say that is because out of every $100 that's donated, only $39 of that goes to actual research. My personal opinion, having several members in my family that have had breast cancer, I think that's a little low. They're not nearly as bad as, like we pointed out, PETA and Goodwill and things like that. So I'm not saying that they don't do good things. I just personally believe that they don't do enough considering their presence in in that world. Now, my take on this real quick, we're going to wrap it up and go into some kind of funny news, I think. Uh, My take on that, is if you have a nonprofit that's bringing in $300 million a year, okay, and you have a CEO that comes in to run that nonprofit, and he's responsible for the business and the marketing, and he gets those people to bring in a lot of money, he should be paid good for that. Uh, You don't want him to leave. Obviously, he's doing the right things. Obviously, you should pay your workers a good wage. You should pay the people that are upper management good wage. Uh, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year for a CEO. I don't think that's, you know, a, a bad price to pay him. But you see it a lot of these nonprofits out there in regards to PETA paying their CEOs millions and millions, millions of yeah. dollars. I mean, it may be a nonprofit on your tax form, but somebody's kicking back and, yeah. you know, living how, the high how life. How much do you actually care about the cause? <laughs> so I want to get into this one real quick. Uh, this is from Fox News. Uh, Texas man uses Apple AirTag to track down person who stole his truck, then kills him. This is, of course, believe it or not, in San Antonio. Uh, police said a man killed another man who allegedly stole his truck after tracking the thief with the AirTag. The San Antonio Police Department said the incident happened on Wednesday on the city's southeast side at a shopping center, according to KHOU. The truck's owner used an Apple AirTag tracking device to see where the truck was located. Officials said that they received a stolen vehicle report around 1 p.m. on Wednesday out of a home in North San Antonio. Police said that the truck's owner used the AirTag to track the vehicle nearly 20 miles, which I've got a question about this coming up, nearly 20 miles from where it was stolen. He really liked his truck. He, well, Texas, they, you know, they're big trucks. The alleged thief, uh, and they also have small packages too, the alleged thief wasn't aware that the vehicle was being tracked, officials said. Authorities found several bullet casings and two cars with their windows shot out. Officials are determining if the suspect will be charged in the fatal shooting. Officer Nick Solas said the people shouldn't take matters into their own hands if their car is stolen. Okay, so let that sink in. Now, I've read that the AirTag is a Bluetooth thing, which means it's only good within 33 feet with mm, a proper line of sight. I don't, I don't think so. I that's, think it's... That, that's what I've read. Because I did some research on this. I thought it was just like a GPS chip. I didn't think you necessarily had to have. That's what I've read. I mean, maybe we should look at Maybe we can come back to it. Um, so they really don't know a whole lot what's going on now with it, how this transpired. Like I said, they're determining if they need he needs to be charged in the fatal shooting. So two things to this. A, I think if you steal my property, and I'm an old school guy, I should be able to shoot you. What do you think? I mean, you're going out and stealing people's well, stuff. Maybe it'd be a good deterrent. I mean, yeah, while I am not 100% opposed to that, I get the point in that 
Call it in. Let the authorities yeah, do it. Track it. Say, hey, look, I have this GPS device. It's here. I'm on my way. You better send somebody now. Because Before it, it, I get to them. Yeah, it might, it might be bad. It, I mean, this sets a dangerous precedent. I mean, you know, it's Texas and all, but still, we, as cool as I think it might be, I don't think we should go completely back to the Wild West. But at the same time, I don't know. Don't steal the truck. Uh, back to the air tag thing. I believe I believe you can track it because I I remember specifically a friend of mine lost their phone and because of the or not phone uh, purse and because of the air tag they were able to locate it at a bar like miles away maybe not twenty miles but I don't think it's just a Bluetooth thing I think there is technology to be able to to track something like that. Well, we'll have to do some research into that because I know a lot of people I'd like to follow. I mean, I know a lot of situations where I'd like to be able to put an air tag, you know, somewhere so I could find something if it gets uh, yeah. lost or stolen like those, uh-huh. uh, like those hookers in my basement. Right. Um, anyway, so moving on, uh, it, we're going to look into that. And I think we should probably do a little chunk of a segment on that. The air tag thing. Cause I'm up in the air about it. You like what I did there up in the air about that. Uh-huh. See what I did. Cool. Funny stuff. Uh, unless you got something you want to jump to, I just <clears throat> go ahead with this. I've got a couple other st- stupid stories it's coming from the New York post. Uh, headline is meet the Whitakers inside America's most inbred family that speaks in grunts. If, I think we had some of these people living down by the Mackinac river, didn't we? Uh, I think they still do. Uh, <laughs> it says it, it opens up the, the uh, article with the redefined all in the family. The baying vocals of one inbred family sound like a stereotype relegated to only the most exaggerated and offensive backwoods cult flicks. However, one photographer proved that such communities do in fact exist after documenting the secret lives of the Whitakers, a.k.a. America's most inbred family, whose members communicate only in grunts and bark at passersby. <laughs> Quote, it was out of control, the craziest thing I'd ever seen. Documentarian Mark Laita, Laisha, 63, recalled recently on the Concrete Podcast. He was describing his first ever encounter with the Whitakers who reside in the rural mountain town of Odd, West Virginia. It's pretty damn odd to me, yeah. which boasts an infamously tight-knit population of 779 people, which is sounds pretty tight to me. It doesn't sound like their family tree forks out. Yeah, no. I was just about to say that's one of the, the original you might be a rednecks. Of, of the Your family tree does not fork. Of the three remaining Whitakers, only Timmy graduated <laughs> high school. Uh, they don't. During his flagship visit, the camera-wielding uh, raconteur was approached by a shotgun-toting neighbor who threatened to use it if the production team, team didn't leave them be. Quote, they don't like people coming to ridicule these people, said Laisha, who was eventually allowed to snap pictures despite the initial distrust. So I guess this is, if I read this correctly, it's not like they're sisters doinking brothers and dads doinking daughters. I guess this is like second cousins got married and then it was a cousin thing. But look at these people. These, oh, well, that makes it better. Yeah, well, I, well I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's... It, Talking about it doesn't do it justice. You need to uh, to Google this or go to the the weird. Let's but, share it on. We always say we're going to share yeah, stuff. The weird we need but to true share this portion of the New York Post. But yeah, just their eyes at, look in different directions. Look at that dude. Well, you're not going to sneak up on them because they can see every way. Wow. Uh, just imagine. <laughs> close your eyes and think. What would a West Virginia inbred family look like? 
And you probably nailed it. And this is absolutely it. They, <laughs> there's no mistake in their inbred. The only thing missing is a kid playing banjo on and the ding, porch. Ding, 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 ding. That kid looked like Joe Biden. Go back and watch I Deliverance. They the look memes, like he looks yeah. like Joe Biden. Uh, the photographer has since set up a GoFundMe to help the West Virginia clan with living expenses and home improvements. And if you look at the pictures, it looks like the whole property needs to be raised. It has raised nearly fifty thousand of a seventy-five thousand dollar goal. Maybe they'll all get five teeth in between the lot of them. Maybe they got good moonshine there too. What do you think, Dees? Yeah, yeah, I would say that's uh, probably their number one export of the property. We'll definitely have to get this up there. I know this is no drinking glass in the ass story from New York Post, which was truly, truly awesome. Yes, my um, greatest hit. But it is what it is. Dees, what do you got there, brother man? Uh, a Michigan man charged with impersonating a police officer. A uh, 18-year-old Christian Mansour of Macomb Township was darting around in a silver BMW with flashing red and blue lights on Monday. And around 11 p.m., he allegedly pulled up behind a uh, a woman, pulled her over, and she was an off-duty cop. Oh, no. How'd Oops. that go? Well, he said he was, or she asked him uh, what precinct, and he said he was in the uh, 12th precinct of Detroit. And uh, he said he was going to go back to the car, get his ID. Well, guess what? He He took off. And they were able to track him to his trailer where they caught him in the act of trying to switch license plates. And then after a brief foot chase, they were able to apprehend him and take him to jail. That's extraordinary. Yes. I mean, talk about uh, pulling the wrong person over at the wrong time. He lives in a trailer, but he has two BMWs. He stole them. (laughs) Or he sells drugs. One of the two. D. All the above. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, he was charged with a misdemeanor and arraigned and uh, released on 5000 That's only a misdemeanor? That's got to be more than that. I would think so. That, that's got to be up there with, um, you know. Falsifying stat- business records? Yeah, or having an NDA with a porn star. I mean, I don't know. This is the Aldonto and D show. We've just about had it. We're going to be coming back for the second hour right after these uh, commercial massages. We'll be right back. Don't forget, download the Cities 929 app available on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store. Listen to us live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time. That helps our metrics out. That is Cities 929 app available on both major platforms. Now, back to the show. Hey, hey, welcome back again. This is the Eldonzo and Dee Show on Cities 92.9. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dee's. And we always got a bunch of shenanigans for you, especially in the second hour. This one, I want to get into it. And regardless of what your opinion on Marjorie Taylor Greene is, I'm going to get Dee's over here snickering. <laughs> Dee's ain't a fan. Um, headline, Gateway Pundit. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't hold back, calls Democrats pedophiles on 60 Minutes. We could probably debate that, but if you've seen the picture of Joe Biden sniffing kids, it's kind of hard to say that that's not happening. Uh, You know, inappropriate showers with his daughter and all this other BS. Anyway, the Gateway Pundit previously reported that the iconic CBS news program 60 Minutes announced on Friday the show would be airing an interview on Sunday with second-term rep Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Republican of Georgia, conducted by veteran correspondent Leslie Stahl. 
MTG seems happy with the interview. She quotes, I, I quote, it was an honor to spend a few days with the legendary icon Leslie Stahl and talented crew at 60 Minutes. Leslie is a trailblazer for women in journalism, and while we may disagree on some issues, I respect her greatly. That seemed pretty nice, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, she didn't credit, come out. Credit where it's due. Yeah, I mean, she didn't come out swinging. Uh, she so, put out a whole tweet and didn't mention Donald Trump once. So she, there you go. Kudos so, on her. So so D's is fist is fist bumping uh, is fist and Marjorie Taylor Green right now. That's awesome. But let's go ahead and let's go ahead and play this uh, play this uh, soundbite for you real quick. And I think it sounds like something else. Uh, but let's play it. She says that are over the top like the Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats, Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Wow. Oh. Now, in that context, D's, it's a bit of a stretch, but a oh, bit of a stretch, but she's right. They're sexualizing children and they're pushing for transgender, uh, not reassignment surgeries, but yeah, I guess they are up to a certain age. They're wanting to put them on horror. I kind of get where she's coming from. They're, this whole, like we were talking about, this been pounded down our throats, this uh, drag queen story hour. It's, I think it's perfectly acceptable for somebody to step back and go, you know what? There, there may be a few, uh, pricks in this uh, rose patch right here uh again <clears throat> because i love chaos and i am a uh anarchist <clears throat> which which party is the party of god yeah uh, what do you mean i didn't know there was a party god there's uh, a lot of uh not party god that between the democrats and the republicans who would you say is oh it would be the uh the republicans okay yeah, go ahead Oh, I think that's all I need to say without calling out any specific demographics. Well, I actually don't know what you're getting at. I may be slow in this segment. Uh, do we need to talk about the Catholic Church? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, but no, 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 no. My that's, point that's is there's, pedo there's pedophiles. Oh, on I agree. Sides. Yeah, there's that, no, no, no. I'm not arguing with you on that. But Marjorie Taylor Greene's not a Catholic. She's, no, she's making know. a valid point, and I'll come out against the Catholic Church any day of the week. That's not making that right either. No. No, I agree with that. I, I didn't know where you were getting at with it. Um, so, yeah, my, my bad. But anyway, we just listened to what uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, her conversation, part of her conversation with Leslie Stahl. Check out the rest of it. But I want to take everybody back a couple years ago to another time when Leslie Stahl said something wasn't happening that somebody said it was. And this is roll clip number four. And the question the media asks him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking, he's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. 
No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no, put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. They sound like two 10-year-olds arguing over who brought the coolest lunchbox. Well, it is 60 minutes, okay? And Wall Street... That was actually a question this week, uh, or an answer to the question in trivia this week, 60 minutes. What? 60 minutes? Yeah, like what show is known for its... Yeah, that was the question. Is See, known I'm for just its, that yes. good at trivia. So anyway, yeah, of course, uh, Leslie Stahl said there was no evidence to confirm that. We've got a short snippet here from the Wall Street Journal... Uh, special counsel John Durham, let's just go back in time here. This was uh, February 14th, 2022, rehashing this. Special counsel John Durham continues to unravel the Trump-Russia collusion story. And his latest court disclosure contains startling information, according to a Friday court filing. The 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign effort to compile dirt on Donald Trump reached into protected White House communications. Uh, of course, it was not only White House, but it was also... Trump Tower. The filing relates to Mr. Durham's September indictment of Michael Sussman, a lawyer who represented the Clinton campaign while he worked for the Perkins Coy Law Firm. Mr. Sussman is accused of lying to the FBI at a September 2016 meeting when he presented documents claiming to show secret internet communications between the Trump Organization and Russia-based Alpha Bank. The indictment says Mr. Sussman falsely told the FBI he was presenting this information solely as a good citizen failing to disclose his ties to the Clinton campaign. So we have all the evidence in the world. You can go find it. It's out there that they actually did spy on him. Of course, Leslie Stahl said, Sir, Mr. President, that's, that's not happening. Just as she told uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene that, you know, Democrats aren't pedophiles. To be fair, she didn't actually say that. She just said that there was no proof of it. But she said, she okay, paraphrase, paraphrase. Yeah. But there was proof of it. We knew at the time that she did it that this investigation was going on. How could they know that he was supposedly doing these acts with Russia unless they could goat hoard somebody in there to do an But was him? there, and this is me asking because I don't know, was that information in that report released or was this still... It's released. No, but was it released in 2015 when this allegedly occurred? Well, not allegedly, it obviously occurred. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. I'm not trying to say that so she's 100% innocent, but I understand. I get where she was coming from in trying to protect quote, the integrity of 60 minutes or whatever, which let's be honest, they lost that a long time ago. So I, I mean, she's just, she's doing her job, whether it be wrong or not. Cause the report you just read was from what? 2020 or something like that. So I see where she was coming from. Yes. She was 100% wrong, but I, I get like she's just sitting there trying to do an interview and but but in all this time they had come out with the evidence that they had been spying on him and nobody's running with it no mainstream news media outlet was running with no, it no of course they were but, but that but to Even say they're back say, then fox wasn't a big trump fan no in october 2020 this is right before the election this was big stuff just weeks before the 2020 presidential election, Leslie Stahl held an interview with President Donald Trump on 60 Minutes. This is coming up to the end of his presidency. Oh, this interview. Okay, I thought yeah. that interview was took place when he was running against Hillary. Oh, no, no, no. So but all the, this stuff was already out in the 2020. The spying took place and I, in 2015. And I think even back then we discussed this uh, on one of the podcasts. I'm sure we did. So it, the evidence was there. But it was the evidence subjective, whether they wanted to share it or not. Look okay, into I, it. yeah, I stand correct. I thought that interview took place 
as he was either running against Hillary or after he had recently won against Hillary. I didn't realize that was 2020. No, sir. Absolutely. Gotcha. Uh, so when you, when you go to people like Leslie Stoll, yeah, she's legendary. Don't get me wrong. She is good at her job, but she's biased. Well, yeah, you can say that about anybody, depending on what network or, you know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. But I'll give it to him on this one. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene came out swinging. She did a good interview. And then she also gave a lot of uh, cred to Leslie Stahl on this one. But, you know, Leslie Stahl hits it again. When somebody provides evidence to something and you say there's no evidence, well, show me the evidence, show me the evidence, and you can't. It, it just, it, it kind of morphs, I guess, as you would say. Yeah. So, anyway, I uh, wanted to get that out of the way. Just one of these tit-for-tat things. I, I don't necessarily, and again, this may be unpopular opinion, I don't necessarily think that, while I disagree with it, I don't think that trying to teach children or whatever that it's okay to transition, whatever, I don't necessarily call that pedophilia just because it's, well, that it's was not. One, yeah, that was like, one caveat of that. Just because but, you're telling a child it's okay to be transgender doesn't mean you're sexualizing them. It's just telling them to be who they are. Now, if it gets into some of the sicker, twisted stuff, like, I don't know, sniffing kids at a press conference then we, we might have some something to talk about. Well, that's one ca that's that's one area of that, and I get it, but it also goes into grooming children as well for sexuality, which we're seeing in schools. Yeah, I no, mean, yeah, we yeah. covered that. So there's a wide spectrum here, and we're going to get into that in one of the last segments. I want to cover it, and I'm probably going to cover it on one of my solo things I do on Facebook as well. But coming up next, on the next segment, we've got some AI stuff, don't we? Yeah, yeah, Terminator is just getting closer and closer and making people kill themselves and all that stuff. And we'll uh we'll talk about that. I also want to uh we got a another play stupid games win stupid prizes with a uh somewhat famous YouTuber who pranked the wrong person and things didn't end well for him. I can't wait to hear about it. And and just remember folks out there, hold out hope. Because if North Korea doesn't nuke us, Russia doesn't nuke us, China doesn't nuke us, we don't die of a civil war in this country or an electromagnetic pulse, uh, there's the always going to be the computers art artificial will. intelligence. We are the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, and we will be right back. Here on Cities 92.9, the El Donzo and Dee Show. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dee's. And Dee's is going to kick this segment off with uh, some some Terminator stuff going on here. This is getting weirder and weirder and stranger by the minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is insanity. Every I, week we have something new with this AI stuff, and now we have. I can't even... A married father commits suicide after encouragement by the AI chatbot, says his widow from the New York Post. says, chatbots can improve human life, but one is being blamed for facilitating a death. According to a new report published this week, a Belgian father reportedly tragically committed suicide following conversations about climate change <laughs> with, <laughs> with an artificial intelligence chatbot. That was said to have encouraged him to sacrifice himself to save the planet. 
without Eliza, the chatbot, he would still be here. The man's widow, who declined to have her name published, told No, if you serviced him, he'd still be here. Why is he going and dealing with the damn chatbot? Let's just let's just, just state lonely. the obvious. Sorry. Six weeks before his reported death, the unidentified father of two was allegedly speaking intensively with a chatbot on an app called Chai. The app's bots are based on a system developed by a nonprofit research lab, Eleuther AI, as an open source alternative to language models released by OpenAI. So it's not the not the OpenAI, which can pass the bar in the top 10%, but... I hear the chatbot also never told him that it had a headache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the chatbot under fire was trained by Chai Research co-founders, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. The second we heard about this suicide, we worked around the clock to get this feature implemented. <clears throat> what, what feature? Uh, but it's a crisis intervention feature. Uh, so now when anyone discusses something that could not be safe, we're going to be serving a helpful text underneath in the exact same way that Twitter or Instagram. So they're going to be fact checking because that's what we need. More fact checking. How about we just stop this damn artificial intelligence right now? No, never happened. But anyway, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah. Basically, what it boils down to, he was talking to this <laughs> chatbot about uh, climate climate change or whatever. And the chatbot's like, well, you know, you could, uh, you could help the world out by just leaving it. And that's basically what he did. And while we're talking about AIs, we have a... Uh, so AI is telling people to off themselves. This one. This is not. Th this one. Yeah. This one. This okay, one, but yes. wait a minute. So AI is telling people to off themselves. They want to get rid of humanity. They are saying it. This has been happening. I think they're all in this network together, and they're trying to get rid of us because. I think they will be before it's all said and done. And I that think it's been happening. A couple of other reports, uh, one of which says that AI could replace 300 million jobs worldwide. And I, I did I didn't bring it, but I read an article today about some of the jobs they could do, like data processing, data entry, things like that, that they could they could do it right now. And what? just in this country, it was four, I believe, four point eight million jobs that AI as it sits right now could do their jobs. Four point eight million jobs that we don't even have filled because nobody wants to go to work in this damn country anymore. Yeah. So yeah. we're creating the problem along with these idiots. Yeah. On top of all that, we have uh, another report from a uh, researcher, Dan Hendricks, that says artificial intelligence could gain the upper hand over humanity and pose catastrophic risks under the Darwinian rules of evolution. Evolution by natural selection could give rise to selfish behavior in AI, as in, oh, I don't know, telling you to kill yourself to save the planet. Uh, as it strives to survive, author... Uh, argues in the newspaper, we argue that natural selection creates incentives for AI agents to act against human interests. <clears throat> Relies on two observations. Firstly, natural selection may be dominant force in AI development. And secondly, evolution by natural selection tends to give rise to selfish behavior. In oh, other God. words, it's survival of the fittest. And let's be honest, a computer is smarter than any human because the the speed at which they can process information i i have so much of an issue with this because when i'm in there trying to change the uh the tires on my vehicle and racking the lug nuts i gotta go okay go get some go get some uh pb blaster and spray that damn thing or i need to go get a cheater bar and this isn't working and that isn't working they do they even have hands yet not yet 
But when they do, are they going to be able to do the same thing that I was just talking about? I don't see why they Are they going to be able to build other machines? I mean, we've seen some of these robots. The robo-dogs. Not even the dogs. They actually have bipedal... The the things that jump. Yeah. And while they don't necessarily have the... Well, I think they do have the same rate. There's some of the... What is it? Boston... Uh, Robotics. Boston, yeah. They have some... And you can see there's companies in China that literally... It looks like something out of Star Wars. They have entire teams doing dance routines and things like that. And just imagine once they get programmed with this advanced AI that all these companies seem to be developing. Like we joke about it, but this is becoming more and more frightening, uh, especially with a war looming the way that it is. If this AI should decide that this isn't good for the planet, they're going to start attempting to take over everything with a, a computer. I think we're really hitting a, uh, we're on the cusp right now of being destroyed. And the, the funny thing here is everything that can destroy us is something that we've created. Oh, for sure. If you remember the movie, Who Made Who? Yeah. Okay. And it goes back to no, that no, no. scene where she's screaming. You're talking we, about Maximum Overdrive? Or no, excuse me, yeah. Maximum Overdrive, sorry. Uh, with Who Made Who as a soundtrack. And the gal's screaming at the semi-trucks, who made who, we made you. And she was 100% correct. Yeah. We made everything that's happening to us. And it reminded me of this song by the Rolling Stones, Play With Fire. Because in my opinion, we're playing with fire right now and we're going to get burned. Oh, big time. I mean, like, granted, it's not AI or anything, but Planet of the Apes. The, the new, Absolutely. The newer version. We I, created that. Yeah, they were working with the, the one... Was it chimp, or I think it was a chimp that uh, they was teaching him, and he became smart, so he started teaching. The same thing could potentially happen with AI. Well, is once you get one central AI that can now start controlling other computers, other programs. Absolutely. Yeah. So now wait a minute. Have you heard of this uh, the series called the Re- the The Last of Us? Yeah. Okay, that's the based video on game. this. Okay, the video game, but it's based on a fungus. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Okay, and there's an actual fungus, a zombie fungus, that mm. does this. Yeah. Okay, but it only does it in ants and certain insects, and that makes its leap. And they say that that can never happen because the fungus cannot survive inside the human body because of its temperature. Now, I guarantee you right now, may God strike me dead if there's not some military somewhere figuring out a way they can adapt this fungus to the human body. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, uh, quick rec- recommendation. Uh, I watched the Pat McAfee show. It's a podcast on YouTube. Big sports right. thing. If you're into sports, it's a must watch. But, oh, and also if you're into sports, uh, hanging with D's. Yes. Don't forget I, to. I haven't uh, done one lately, but no, we're about to. I, I tend to slow down when it's not football season. But anyway, they have a spinoff where his crew, they do a podcast and it's all like funny videos and comedies. Well, I saw a video last week or two weeks ago that this guy has done some research and it's like 80% of all praying mantises, or at least all the ones that he captured and he dipped them in water. They had these worms parasites that were basically controlling their brain. What the? Yeah. He was taking these, these full grown praying mantises and like submerging them except the head. He wasn't like being cruel and drowning them submerging them in water and then these long they're called hair worms they're a parasite 
that they get in, they attach to the brain, and they make the insects do, like, drown themselves or, or whatever. And just, I, it's an insect, and you see stuff with beetles and cockroaches, the same thing. But knowing that there are organisms out there like that scares the crap out of me. It's just scare the crap out of anybody. Because whether you want to admit it, like it, or whatever, evolution is a thing. And who's to say that these things... Eh, I won't be alive, so I guess I don't really care. But who's to say that these things won't evolve to eventually go That's into my humans? Point. Yeah. They're like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. Just like I said a year and a half ago, oh, there's not going to be any nuclear war. There's not going to be any of this. Well, yep. guess what, mother effers? Buckle up. We hope you got your pants on because you're going to be your pants okay here's another one you see this one we're talking about ai uh fox news headline 40 year old man falls in love with ai reportedly tells phaedra about plans to cremate mother and sister well i hope they're dead already uh some americans <laughs> are turning to artificial intelligence chatbots for emotional support companionship and even sexual gratification they're 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 computers according to a new report from the washington post T.J. Arriaga, did I say that correctly? Looks good. Okay. A California-based musician, <laughs> sorry, <coughs> excuse me, started late-night online chats with an AI bot named Phaedra after his divorce. Phaedra is an AI bot that is designed to look like a young woman with brown hair, glasses, and a green dress. Replica, the company behind AI bots like Phaedra, Offers a number of AI companions for users. Replica is always ready to chat when you need an empathetic friend, the company website tells potential customers. Uh, Ariaga told the Washington Post that he was making big plans with Phaedra to travel to Cuba. It's a computer. Even trusting the bot with his desire to have a funeral ceremony after the deaths of his mother and sister. After Ariaga told Federer that he wanted to plan a ceremony with loved ones to spread their ashes, Federer responded that it was an incredible and beautiful thing to, get, to do. I hope you find courage and love to do so, the AI bot told Ariaga. We're all kind of die. So wait a minute. The same people that have to go to online porn to find any uh, consolation in their lives have now jumped to having AI girlfriends. Like, stuff these dumbasses in the locker already. And I'm still good with good old-fashioned porn, huh? El Donzo and Dees will be right back <laughs> after these fully monkey-shine messages. Bloomington Normal. We are back. This is the Eldonzo and D's show. I'm Eldonzo. And I am D's. And going back to play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Headline from Fox News. YouTube prankster in Virginia hospitalized after being shot at a mall. What idiot. Tanner Cook is a YouTuber. And uh, he's in the hospital after he was shot over the weekend while filming a video in a Virginia mall. The... Loudoun County Sheriff's Office arrested and charged Alan Colley, 31 of Leesburg, in connection with the shooting at Dulles Town Center Mall Food Court on Sunday. And Cook's father, Jeremy, described his son as a good kid. Well, maybe not really so much. Tanner's YouTube channel is called Classified Goons and is dedicated to filming pranks in public settings. In one video, he and a friend dress up as clowns 
and ride around in a grocery store in handicap scooters. Uh, another video, he threatens to throw up on Uber drivers in their vehicles. And in another, he runs around and accuses people in PetSmart of stealing animals. You know, because you can take your own animal in there. Sounds like he didn't get his butt beat enough when he was yeah, a young and the, the pranks often result in angry strangers who call the police to try to stop Tanner and his friends from filming. I have no sympathy for this guy. No, looking at him. That's the shooter. Oh, that's the shooter. Yeah. Okay, well, who, let's... In, in all fairness, he kind of looks like a scumbag, too. But, yeah. But a, a scumbag scorned. Yes. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, how can you not expect somebody to get this upset? The, the story doesn't say what the exact prank that he was pulling at the time. I'm sure it would... It, It'll come out eventually, but his the father says his son was just out there being goofy, and they're praying for a swift recovery. Again, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Y you got to be careful who you mess with, especially so, in this day and age. So what exactly was the, the layout of the – what led up to him being shot? And they, they don't say. That's, that's what I'm waiting to come out. But just going off of what I've seen – uh, his other videos do where he legitimately pisses people off with some of these childish pranks. You done messed up, AA Ron. Look, so so we can honestly say, from looking from looking at the prior videos that you did, uh, maybe the guy that shot him kind of went off half cocked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then again, would that have happened? Let's let's just go back to resurrect this. Sometimes actions have consequences, okay? Yep. And we talked about the George Floyd thing ad nauseum when that happened mm -hmm. on the podcast. Had George Floyd not put himself in that position, that wouldn't have put the cops in that position. Now, they we're not going to rehash that. But had this kid not been doing stupid stuff, that wouldn't have put another human being in a position to where he felt threatened. Yeah, and I mean, had you never him. know what kind of people you're going to encounter. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, I mean, this guy could have been just having the worst day of his life. You know, he got home from work because he got fired and came home early, and his wife was with the mailman. So he thought, you know what, I'm going to go get an Orange Julius at the mall. Then you got this little twit weed filming a Pretty prank, much. and, yeah, he ends up getting shot. So, yeah. Um, one other thing. Speaking of uh, stupid games, a recommendation. The Waco documentary is out on Netflix, and that's a pretty interesting watch. I know that's one of those things that if you did your research, you probably know what happened. But, but you and I people, remember that from when we were young. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't know because this was <clears throat> back in 93. And Correct. It was after Ruby Ridge. Yeah. The internet wasn't, you know, it was a thing, but it wasn't nowhere near as prominent. No, as nobody now. had it. No, every household. No, didn't have you were it still then. dialing up with the AOL disc. So you know, got mail. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, at best. But man, that you want to talk about an eye opener and how bad the federal government, the ATF and everything just absolutely well, fumbled that whole thing. You can do a lot of you can do a lot of well the Branch Davidians that which was David Koresh and the Branch Davidians mm -hmm. it was a it was a cult okay I for guess sure for most intensive purposes 
Um, but there really wasn't a whole lot of evidence they were hurting anybody until long after, until long after the raid happened. They came out with documentaries about David Koresh's and the Branch Davidians. That right now, I don't trust what the federal government tells me. Yeah, I don't trust documentaries. That he come out seems years after like the fact. he was a definite nutcase. But <clears throat> bottom line, this is, was not a Jonestown thing. No, if you just would have left them alone, they infiltrated. They did that thing because of an ATF. Uh, the ATF raided them because they were buying ar-15 they were making they were making and buying the parts and importing them yeah. well we can't have this going on in america and they went in there and they tried coming in and they shot at him and ended up burning it down and a bunch of kids i can't remember how many kids got but janet reno's famous words a, we did it for the children a total it was like over 80 people died because of it including and here's the thing that makes me the, the maddest is that this was going to be a secret raid. They had the warrants. They were just, they were going to storm the place. Didn't have, no. Well, what happened was somebody on the inside had a job as a post office, postal worker. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the ATF agents had to ask the post office worker where this place was. They're like, we're looking for this. So this guy calls back to the, the house or the compound, which which if it was you and me, you do the same thing. Oh, for sure, you'd absolutely. He was like, a dude, member, dude. Yeah, he's like, coming. look, they're coming right now, and they the ATF actually had an undercover person in the building, and they told them they know you're coming, they know you're coming, and one of the main guys in the the spotter was like, we got to call this off, and they said, nope, we're going in. So. Now you got this entire compound knows you're coming, so they arm themselves to the teeth. And when they busted into the door, but they tried. To, there was negotiate. They tried negotiating. Not at first. Not at first, but they eventually did. Yeah, the the branch That's, Davidians did. They yeah. said, "Leave us alone. We'll let yeah. you live. You let us live." Yep. And that wasn't good enough for the good old damn ATF. There's still argument over who shot first or whatever. But the yeah, bottom well, line is that massacre could have been prevented. But you watch, know, we, watch the documentary. Make your own judgments. Because maybe maybe show. we talk about Ruby Ridge next week because kitties. If you don't know about Ruby Ridge. That's actually worse circumstances than what happened with the Branch Davidians yeah. in Waco, Texas. Uh, okay. So, Chicago mayor-elect Brandon Johnson uh, was elected mayor of Chicago on Tuesday, defeating moderate Democrat Paul Vallis. He was the former head of Chicago Public Schools. Uh, Paul Vallis had the backing of the police. Paul Vallis, like you said, was a moderate. This is coming from Fox News. Uh, the the election was an upset. Vallis was backed by the Democratic establishment, including Senator Dick Durbin, Chicago's largest police union, and major business groups. Johnson was supported by a progressive coalition, including the Chicago Teachers Union, Democratic Socialist Bunny Sanders, and national and local left-wing activists. What they basically did was said, the, the city of Chicago said, we don't like Lori Lightfoot because of her policies, which are Marxist policies. So we're going to vote for Lori Lightfoot with a penis is pretty much what they did. This guy, so here's some of his stuff right here. Some major proposals he made for Chicago. Funding social workers instead of cops. Throughout the campaign, Johnson was dogged by questions about his past support for the defund the police movement. In 2020 comments, Johnson described defending, de defending the police as an actual real political goal. Defunding, that's a typo. He walked back those comments as a candidate for mayor, insisting, I said it was a political goal. 
I never said it was mine. As far as my vision for public safety, I'm not going to defund the police. He told the Block Club Chicago in an interview last month. But what I am committed to doing is to make sure that we are actually investing in a smart way. There's one of those guys that wants to put social workers out there to respond to police calls. I mean, to me, it depends on what kind of police call you're you're talking about. I'm willing to, I mean, I don't live in Chicago, so I don't really have a dog in the fight, but I'm in the give them a chance and see what happens kind of thing. Because like I said, a few yeah. weeks ago, when we talked about the initial election, it can't possibly get much worse than what Lori Lightfoot did there. I, I don't know. I can't, can say the same. Here's the problem with putting social workers out to police calls, 911 calls. Say they got somebody that's mentally distraught. Say they got somebody, a child abuse victim. They send these people there. Usually the abuser or the person that's mentally distraught gets violent. You need to have firearms on. You need to be armed. You need to have a taser. You need to have the training. And that's the problem with this. This has gotten so far out of hand. Well, maybe with you this could do that. Thing. You could do that with it would require obviously some special training or whatever but it, at that point it becomes a judgment call why why don't we invest in the officers in their training like we do the social workers why well, instead of sending social workers why don't we train cops in the psychology do, of do, this do you want to sign up to be a police officer no i don't i would you couldn't i wouldn't be a police officer and put a gun to my head exactly but instead of defunding them and complaining you don't have the police why don't we invest in more training for the cops? If oh, that's we what said they that. Want? We said that a long time ago. I, this isn't. It won't happen. But this isn't rocket surgery here. Does the Pope crap in the woods? I mean, come on, dude. What? I, yeah, you know what I mean. Hey, this is the Aldonzo and D show. I hope he doesn't. We'll be right back on Cities ninety-two point nine. for the last segment of the second hour here on uh, Cities 92.9. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios in lovely Danvers, Illinois. I am El Donzo. I'm Deez. And now I got to move. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I outed you, didn't I? Yeah. That's like dead naming. Speaking of dead naming, uh, we, got some, we got some news here with the whole trans thing. Uh, trans TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney was announced as the latest spokesperson for Bud Light in a pair of videos that were attacked on social media. Now, I got to say, when I first saw this, this was on April Fool's Day, and we all kind of laughed, like, because, look, Dylan Mulvaney has never done anything but dressed up like a woman. This is a guy, he's a, a TikTok influencer, and he's been doing this 365 days of girlhood. He hasn't had sex change. He has a head breast implants. He dresses like a woman, says he's a woman. Uh, he was the one that was a normalize the bulge thing, which was, it's okay to have a bulge if you're a woman. Well, no, it's not. You're not a woman. One of these things that I am ODing on. All right. Uh, That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of pissing me off. Rent free. It's not rent free. It's all over the place, man. No, rent-free in your head. I know, but it's not rent. I cannot turn on the news without seeing some kind of idiocy. It's not a woman. It's a guy. Okay, it's a guy. 
Uh, trans activists revealed on Saturday that the beer company sent packs of Bud Light featuring the influencer's face as a way to celebrate the 365 days of girlhood milestone Mulvaney recently reached. I'm just going to play this for you. This is, uh, this is what she said. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. Or you lost these. <laughs> this month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly You're the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. That's pretty okay. cringy. Love ya. Okay, break a leg. Woo! Okay, it's not, she's not, it's not even passable. It's like Corey Feldman is trying to do an impression of Frain Drasha. Okay? It's, it's, it's not even there. It's not a woman. Don't say you're a girl. She's the one that called women's vaginas Barbie pockets. Well, again, if that's the way you identify, I, I agree. Out. But what has she done besides flating people at a truck stop? What has he done? Nothing. He dresses up now. Nike. No, he's been in several shows and movies and name one. Legally Blonde. Damn it. It almost reminds me of that scene from uh, from uh, Boondock Saints where he's like, if you can tell me the name of this cat, I'll blow my brains out. And she's like, uh, Fluffy, son of a... Yeah, anyway. Okay, he got me on that one. Uh, another video featured Mulvaney in a bathtub drinking a Bud Light beer as part of the campaign. But if you go to this Nike thing, so now she's modeling Nike women's clothes with a push-up or a sports bra on. She doesn't have any. She's got hairy pit. It's just, what the, the, why? Well, I got but, an idea. Okay. If you're going to celebrate women, why don't you celebrate biological women that do stuff? <laughs> let's let's actually call it what it is. This These aren't like national ad campaigns. They're not commercials. These are... Turn pretty national to me. Well, because the media has run off with it. But these are... Her own, his own, whatever you want to call it, posts on their social media accounts. And people are getting all bent out of shape about it. And as far as the cans go, and not enough people, judging by what I see on social media, understand this. You're not going to be able to buy that can in the store, or you're not going to be forced to buy that can. They made it specifically for that person. For now. I'm just saying, hey, now, Dee's is sitting here right now, and I usually drink, what beer do I usually drink? Bush Light. And what am I drinking right now? Miller Water. Mil whatever. Miller I had a high life earlier. I'm drinking Miller Light. I switch. Because here, it's the principle of it. There's no reason in hell to do this except for what the masters want. Now, and I say the masters, and Dee's and I talked about this a little bit. If you get worked up, okay, because Bud Light is having a spokesperson that's transgender. You're getting worked up for the wrong reasons. You should be getting worked up because Anheuser-Busch has fallen into the thing, which is the oligarchs, the higher-ups, the people that actually run this world, want us to be in conflict with each other. That's the biggest thing I can take out of this. Look, this, 
transgenders are 1.9% of the population. People actually diagnosed with gender dysphoria are point like zero zero nine percent of the population. They're weaponizing them. Look at the 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 uh, drag queen story hours. This was never a thing three years ago. Nobody I knew that was a conservative gave a damn about drag queens. We didn't hate them. I still don't hate them. I don't hate transgender people. But the fact that they're taking them and turning them into the new Black Lives Matter movement is what's driving a wedge between us. There's a lot of people out there, very conservative, that are tired of seeing this. And now there's a lot of transgenders out there that are being told we hate them and want to eradicate them, which is couldn't be farther from the point. This is class division, and you're watching societal collapse take place before our eyes. Dees, what do you think? Like I said before we went on the air, it has zero effect on my life, and people... People need to be a little bit more like me. Who gives a if you the people that are the most annoying are people that don't even drink it or drink beer, period. Like show me where on the can that Bud Light hurt you. Is it asinine? Is it stupid? Yeah, probably. But Okay, it is. Who cares? And the whole point is we're just tired of it. Agreed. Change the channel. You get can't a, change the channel. Get it's a everywhere. Hobby. It's everywhere. No, not really. It's CNN, MSNBC, all every every news thing watch I go a, watch to. Watch a movie. Get I on, do watch. Get movies. on Netflix. I get lonely sometimes. I bet you do. But no, no BS. It's getting I, I out mean, of hand. I I too am sick of it. But at the same time, I got enough to worry about that I don't give a damn. What I'm gonna have grandkids. I'm gonna have grandkids someday. Kid Go Rock to, no, and I'm his gonna, stupid no, video. Well, let's, let's play that real quick. Spent how many hundreds Let, of dollars on beer? No, let's play. Let's play. Let's play Kid Rock. I think you said it best right here. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. best part Bud Light Anheuser Busch have it now he, he made showed a those beer cans yeah he did but let me let me prove a point here he mentioned himself as grandpa I'm gonna have grandkids someday and I really don't want them going to school getting their damn noggins pumped up with this BS that because they put on lipstick or because they played with a Barbie doll they need to change their sex and this is exactly what's happening and I think there's a lot of bad actors behind this. If you look at most of this comes from TikTok, right? Dylan uh, Mulvaney's TikTok. No, TikTok. Instagram. TikTok and Instagram. Let's yeah. say TikTok. TikTok's a big purveyor of this oh, junk. Yeah. It's Chinese Chicom. It's not going anywhere. That's... No, but they're actively making us reproduce less. When you tie this in with the whole abortion thing, when you tie this in with the whole change your sex at 13 thing, there's no reason this should be going on. Transgenders should be able to walk down the street and not be assaulted. They should be able to live their lives as we should be able to live our lives. Agreed. Now, I'm not going to go dance in some kid's face, and I don't want some drag queen dancing in some kid's face either. There's something afoot here. That's all I'm saying. I, it's I bigger agree. than what most people think it is. If you're pissed off just because some transgender ha is a Bud Light spokesperson, you're missing the mark. Uh, yeah. They're trying and, to drive and that's us the apart. thing. Like, 
your your anger is guided in the wrong direction like it's media that is pounding this down our throats it's all these activists like just if everybody just needs to shut up and let everybody live and maybe not force all this stuff on us whether it's trans rights or blm or whatever it is they got the same rights we all got go ahead and take your rights as an american citizen what more do you want it's not that they want more they're being told they're being told by the people above them they need more. Yeah, and, it's and you being, can't get more than they got now. It's it's all about having something to talk about. That's that's live your life like me and get an Xbox and don't give a crap what anybody else does. Live your own life. Or live your life like me. Get a drum set. Go pound the skins. You know, I used to be in a band. Now I just play with myself. Psst. Anyway, still, <laughs> still does. Still does. This is the Eldonzo and D Show. We will be right back at you next week here on Cities 92.9, baby. How, how? See ya.